no matter how you do it, there's two things. Number one, this is going to be hard for some people to hear. Own your behavior. This is you. It's you. This is The Playbook. I have a special guest today, Michael the Moose Mooseburger, ex-professional football player, entrepreneur, author, and one of the most inspirational speakers. I used to have a title, the top inspirational speaker you'd never heard of. And unfortunately, now I'm heard of. So I'm going to give that moniker (laughs) over to you. After this, you're going to be heard of. Um, So a lot of people don't know who you are, um, which is a good thing for now. Trust me, there's some good and bad that goes with it. Um, Tell me exactly your journey, because it's one of the most incredible stories, how you are here today and an entrepreneur, speaker, and inspirational uh, person. You had some... You played football at Wake Forest. Yes. And you're playing there, and that's where your whole life kind of changed. It did. It. Uh, I was blessed. I grew up. I was one of four, kind of the traditional all-American family, right? We weren't rich. We weren't poor. We didn't want for anything, but we were content. So uh, I was fortunate. Went to Wake Forest, played football, and uh, was also fortunate to get some looks at the NFL, and the dream was starting to become a reality, right? I had amazing parents, an amazing supportive family, never missed a game. And, and where they live? So I'm local. I'm in Philadelphia, yep. Bucks County, the suburbs. Grew up here, you know, born and raised, went to Wake Forest, came back here afterwards, and I loved it. And uh, four games into my senior season, everything's wonderful, right? Mom and dad come to every game. My older brother came to every game. And my older brother was seven years older than me. And we were like twins, even though we had that seven-year difference. I mean, we spoke every day. Even that, I knew what he was going to say before he would say it. So. Saw them. We had lost a tough game uh, in the last minutes to Clemson. Had a great weekend. Saw them the next morning. Kissed them all goodbye. See you guys next week. It was perfect. Every Tuesday morning, my father and I spoke at 9 o'clock on the dot. We would discuss game film the Monday night before. I'd find out ticket requests for the following weekend, right? So that Tuesday morning comes and goes, and there's no call at 9 o'clock. So I knew something was up. So I called the office where my father, you know, his office spoke to his secretary. He and my brother had a business trip that day. So I just said, ah, they're, they're probably busy. Typical college kid, I went around class, three o'clock, football practice comes. I go to football practice. Left practice, picked up a voicemail from my oldest sister, and she said, hey, I need you to call home. So I called home after practice, hey, what's going on? Haven't talked to dad or Tommy all day. What, you know, have you heard from him? And she couldn't speak. And my brother-in-law got on the phone and he said, hey, you have to come home. Everybody's gone. And I was just, it, it, even still 18 years later, it still doesn't register for me. So what I had come to find out was my older brother had been battling a drug problem, cocaine, for a couple of years. And the family thought it best, keep it from me. I was graduating. So you had no idea. Had absolutely no clue. So this was a complete and total shock. I mean, all brand new information. My brother had gone to rehab. Uh, was doing really well, had moved back in with my family. Everything was going great. He had really gotten over those, those demons. And unfortunately, like always happens with people who have addiction, uh, he slipped up. He came home one night, was tied into the old crowd that he used to hang around with, and like most people, hey, I can do it one more time. It's not a big deal. Well, unfortunately, he did it one more time, and he got a bad batch of drugs that had other things in them that he had never had. Long story short, he was at my parents' place. Parents were upstairs asleep. My brother took this batch, snorted the cocaine, had a bad reaction to it. As best I can figure, one of my folks went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So my brother in a dark home, 
obviously also high, not realizing he thought there was an intruder in the house, grabbed one of the weapons we had in the home, went upstairs in darkness, fired off shots, killed both my parents, came downstairs, and then he collapsed from the drug use. Next morning, woke up, realized what he did, wrote a note, and took his own life. So I'm 21 years old, right? I'm in the middle of my senior season, getting ready to graduate, dreaming of playing professional football. And I have two older sisters at home that are an absolute mess. I have my father's business, which was around for 35 years. And I'm thinking, I'm the lone male left of this family. I have to be here for everybody. In one night. I have to take care of everybody. And everyone's gone in one night. So I flew home in a daze. We buried everybody. And I started to think, okay, how do I put the pieces of my life back together again? Let me stop you there because this is an entrepreneur show and I wanted you on because you are an entrepreneur. And almost, I'm choked up thinking about it, but almost every entrepreneur has to be under pressure. Absolutely. Right? But the lessons that I want people to learn, because this is the playbook, are, are critical because yes. part of it is one, you know, it takes this consistent behavior, right? Absolutely. These are our habits and there's two things that happen, you know, one, the effective communication was going on with your brother. Absolutely. Two, the consistent disease, yes. right? In which, you know, I had to deal with Lee Steinberg and yep. there's no logic to it. There's not. But there's also this one component that I talk about, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. You, had diff- you and your brother were like twins. Absolutely. The only difference that I ever see between you two is that you had better friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's true in entrepreneurship. Like, I don't understand why it's like music to me. I use this analogy. You you hear a bad song, everybody turns off the radio immediately because it has the wrong vibration for you. Some people love that song, but we can pick a song that I love and you hate. You would turn the radio off. If you're married, you get an argument with your wife. But I don't understand with people, whether you're an entrepreneur, a family member, or a friend, like, that's the wrong song. It is. And we'll, we'll keep playing it all day. We won't physically listen to a song for more than a minute that we hate, yep. but we'll surround our whole life with the wrong song. Yep. And it can cost, and this is one of the worst tragedies that I've ever heard anyone surviving, meaning you. Yeah. Did you, did you ever think about taking your own life? I, I did, and I, and I know that sounds, sounds crazy now. So what happened after that, uh, I went through this catharsis period where I did at the time what I thought was right, right? So I'm a big guy, I'm a football player, I need to be tough. So I'm not going to embrace this pain, right? I'm going to push it down, I'm going to take care of everybody else because that's the man thing to do, that's the right thing to do. So that's exactly what I did. And no therapy, no help. Nope, I didn't need it. I came from a place of ego, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I was big, I was strong, I could take it, I wanted to take care of everybody else. It's one of the best things and one of the worst things I ever did. So what it led me to was a level of self-loathing. I didn't have mirrors in my home because I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I'd see my brother looking back at me and I was disgusted with myself that I wasn't able to take care of everyone else's pain. I never stopped to think, well, how are you doing, Mike? And I get a little choked up about it, but even still to this day, like my heart is broken. It'll never heal. And that's okay because of what I learned from this. So I got to a point where I was so dark and so down. I'd gotten injured playing football and uh, I was taking painkillers and they weren't enough. So I started to take more and then I mixed those with alcohol 
And I hid this all from my family, my friends, no one knew this. And one night, I just couldn't take the pain anymore. It was just so agonizing. I wrote a note to my family, <clears throat> took my gun, stuck it in my mouth, pulled the trigger, no hesitation. Obviously nothing happened. I looked down and the clip had fallen out of the pistol. I did not hit the release button, so I cocked it back and it just dry fired. I sat there till that morning, cried my eyes out, I dumped every pill that I had had down the toilet, I detoxed myself privately on my bathroom floor, which was awful, but I tell people I found myself on the bathroom floor. Got up the next day, I put, after I had recovered, put mirrors up in the house and started doing the right things. I started meditating, I reconnected with you, we hadn't spoken in years, and I started to find mentors, like you say, about how to live a better life. And the biggest thing that I learned out of, out of all of this, and when I talk, I tell people this, there's two things. We have to embrace our pain. We are not set up as human beings to run towards pain. When it hurts, we go away from it. If you do that, whether it's spiritual, emotional, physical, whatever your pain is, I implore people, embrace it, wear it. If you're not fearful of it, you can use it as fuel and your pain will actually protect you. It will help you heal, but you have to embrace it. Anything that's hard in this life, there's greatness on the other side of it. So if you're a religious person, life is hard, and our reward for a hard life is heaven. Well, if that's the case, if you're going through trials and tribulations today, embrace it, really embrace it. But you have to embrace it with 100% brutal, honest opinions of yourself, and take a look in the mirror every day and say, what am I? Am I accountable for this? And I think, I made a lot of excuses in the past. I blamed my brother. I blamed the situation. I blamed everybody else. I chose to do that. I chose to not reach out and find help. I chose to not reach out and have friends. And then we are set up to do that. And it's a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake to do that. And that, that accountability of holding myself brutally honest every single day with, you know, Mike, this is, this is your fault, right? I've been a bad worker and a bad uncle and a bad friend. And I've felt the shame and embarrassment that goes along with those things because of my behaviors and my choices. So now I look at it and I say, it's no one else's fault. It's my fault. And why am I doing that? And I'm honest with myself, and that's growth. Yeah. And that's and how I got out of this. The two lessons that are so indicative of entrepreneurs is one, the biggest mistake every entrepreneur makes is they don't ask for help. That's right. And why is that? Because the biggest mistake every human being makes is not asking for help. And it's coming from a place of ego. Of course. And the worst when you're a big six foot, whatever the hell you are, football player, that you, right. it really affects your ego. Right? For and, sure. And, the, and, the, and I'll give you the reverse of it too, because I was in the same position, yeah. right? Ego, I didn't ask for help, cost me. Luckily, I never thought about taking my own life and I didn't suffer the emotional tragedy, right? I just lost money. Right. But my ego, because I'm smaller, mm -hmm. right? I always had to prove that I was tough enough. That's, right. That's why I played football. Sure. I, I love the game, but the real ego side of it was I love the fact that everyone always would say, oh my God, how, do you, how are you playing college football? Right. Right. I love that. In my whole life, I too felt responsible for everybody. But the second lesson is, in, is interesting, and it's about being vulnerable. Yes. And it's great when someone, like Brian Arakbo doing his cupcake commercials, yeah, you know, being vulnerable, right? But what you learned was illumination that the peace comes from sharing your message. 100%. Because everybody's attracted to that because they're sitting there and unfortunately, the number one cause of death for people under 50 is suicide. That's right. Unfortunately, we don't even know the percentage of people 
that have thought about it yeah. or even attempted it. Yeah. And I, I believe, you know, I apologize for this, but I believe your parents, your brother, whatever energy was there, took that clip. I agree 100% because it just wasn't my time. And, you know, as you say, like with you playing football, we all are connected. Every one of us is connected. And we all live on this crazy rock hurtling through space, right? So Spinning and hurling. And, and but yet it appears or perceives as we're sitting still. That's right. And what I tell people, because people will hear my story and they'll say, oh my goodness, like I could never do that. That, I hate that statement, okay? Because you can do it. Every single person that's hearing this, you're amazing in your own right. You don't know what you're capable of until you have to be capable about it. Because if you had asked me on October 29th, would I get, survive this? Absolutely not. No way. I wouldn't have done it. And even though we're all on Earth and we're all sharing the same human condition, we all have our individual lives. Just because it's not a big deal in my life, it doesn't mean it's not a big deal in someone else's life. And I tell them, it's okay. Just own your stuff. Own it. Like, if that's your life, that's okay. Just embrace it. And don't be so egotistical like I was to not say, hey, I need help. I didn't, you, you've gotten it, Dave. I, how many times have I gotten a text from, hey, Dave, I just need a friend. I need to talk to you because I can be vulnerable with you. 